Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm here in beautiful Monte Carlo, Monaco. With me I've got none other than David Diamante. David, just describe this place to me. How beautiful is it? I'm loving it here. And we're right on the Mediterranean Sea. The sun just went behind the building, but about five minutes ago this place was just bathed in sunlight. It's uh, it's it's decadent, it's luxurious, it's uh, it's the high life, man. Definitely. It's a great spot. We can't complain, can we? Not at all. <laughs> well, the reason why we are here, we are here for work, believe it or not, it's just not all play for me and you. Um, huge card here in Monaco. But you know what I mean? We've got a. Uh, well, you broke it down eloquently. I told you yesterday when I needed my information for the card, I go on David Diamati's Instagram story, you break down the card for me. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's where I get my information from. Just don't do as much as you did on your Instagram story, but just break down the card for me if you can. Well, it's just a nice card. I mean, obviously, at the top of the bill, you have the. Uh, the secondary title, the WBA welterweight title, um, the regular title, which is the super and the regular. Uh, Manny Pacquiao had this title. Um, he fought Keith Thurman in July. The title became vacant, so now we've got Alexander Besputin and um, uh, Butaev. So Radza Butaev are, are fighting for this. They're both undefeated. It's a Nixon-Nil fight. Uh, they're both ranked number one and number two, respectively, in the world by the WBA. They know each other. You know, they they were amateurs in the in the in the Russian system and. Vesputin usually really kind of got always the nod over over Butaev, but um, you know things change, especially in, in the pros. <clears throat> Although I just want to say it, it does seem that Vesputin's been moved a little bit better. I mean he's he's fought several ten rounders, <clears throat> and um, he's with top rank. Um, Igus Klimas, um, Butaev is with uh, World of Boxing. Mm -hmm. Both top camps, so it's going to be a great fight. I you know look. There's a storyline for this one, and they they know each other. They're undefeated. They both want this. It's a world title. Can we stereotype like the Russian two Russian guys fighting each other, man? Can we stereotype it and say it's going to be an all-out war? Could we do that? I mean, you never know what you're going to get with a fight. Mm -hmm. You never know what you're going to get with a fight. Um, and I never like to stereotype, but I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. I really do. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a great fight. So that's that's there, and then. Of course, the chief support is uh, Cecilia Brakus, and um, you know she's the undisputed uh, welterweight champion of the world. Um, since '09, she's held world honors, which is pretty amazing. Scary, isn't it? You think it's about scary. So it's always great to see her in action. Um, she's fighting uh, Victoria Bustos from Argentina. She's a two-time two-division world former world mm -hmm. champion for the IBF, lightweight, super lightweight. Um, she's tough. You know, she went the distance with Katie Taylor. Um, she fought Erica Farias twice, um, so she's tough. She's, she's, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But uh, and then, you know, I assume what I what I assume is that what I see in the future, if you look in the crystal ball, is possibly a Taylor Bracus. And one forty two. I don't think one forty. It would have to probably be a little bit higher. Uh huh some catch weight maybe 142 mm -hmm. just like but but who knows you know well I think with the women's division like against the women's boxing even though it's still it's on an upward scale at this time the depth of talent the pool of talent isn't quite there yet if that makes sense so for oh, Katie course. Taylor and uh, breakers to fight it makes sense at this time so even though you do have a crystal ball there David but um, I think I think it makes a lot of sense I think that's what we're headed yeah. toward but again, you can never count anyone out. Boost does this here to do work. We'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely. Um, so many other nice little fights. Huey Fury's on the card, which is which is always cool to see uh, him. 
you know, people love to trash talk these guys, but these guys are getting in the ring and they're fighting. Mm -hmm. Hats off to him. He's had some tough outings against all the guys with the P names. Pulev, Parker, Povetkin. Oh, that's that. Yeah, he's been having some issues with them, but he's fighting Pavel Sauer. So, His um, first name begins with a P, though. It maybe does. That, maybe that, maybe that's his nickname is Pablo, so it's <laughs> two P's, so I don't know. He's from Czech Republic. He's from Pilsen. Um, from Pilsen. Pilsen, oh <laughs> Pilsen Pablo. <laughs> you may be um, onto something here, David. Yeah, I, I think that... Um, Pavel went the distance just recently with a guy named Jermaine Franklin, who who actually can really fight. Jermaine Franklin can fight, but the, his problem was uh, he did a bid. You know, he went away. He went he, he went to the to the big house, and uh, so he's come back. He's not the same fighter he was, but he's still tricky. He's one mm -hmm. of those tricky fighters. He went the distance with him uh, on, a, on a, a Showtime card. I think it was a Showbox card. Um, look, Pavel Sauer is not the top contender in the world here, but. Um, it's I good for you to get back in the wing column, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. That, that's the thing, and, mm. and you want you want to uh, you want to see uh, Huey Fury get some wins and kind of live up to that potential. I mean, to, he's really young, and to have all those great opponents on a CV already at this time, um, you know, and and man, he can take a punch. He's got a he's got a beard, mm. man. He really does. Pavek can hit him with some big shots. He was right there. He was rock solid. Um, let's see who else is on the card. Oh, the, so my favorite besides the top the top fight this is a sleeper fight I might think I think it's yeah. a sleeper on the card man I really love this fight Cordina and Tinoco this is a killer fight man it's for the WBA Continental um, it's that super feather so Cordina you know he holds honors as the British and the Commonwealth and the WBA international champ at lightweight and so he's moving down the rumor is that he's uh, uh, gone vegan okay so uh, just naturally he's dropped the weight class Hopefully he'll carry more power at 130 than 135. Um, Tonoko, we know him because he beat Jordan Gill. He took his WBA international title. Um, and he usually campaigns at Feather. Yeah. So he's moving up, not, not uh, you know, he's moving up in weight class. But he's he's fought, uh, he fought at lightweight. He actually fought higher than lightweight. He fought Devin Haney, I think it was 138. Just to give somebody some context how tough Tonoko is. Dude, Tonoko's tough. Uh -huh. he's, he's a dog, man. He's a come forward guy. He loves to go to the body. This is the thing about this fight. Like, you know, Cordina, he's an Olympian. He's got the pedigree. He's a hell of a fighter. Mm. He's a Welshman. He was from Cardiff. Yeah, he's a Welsh wizard, eh? So. The Welsh wizard. He's a hell of a fighter. But this is, is totally two different styles, you know. Like, Tinoco is a come-forward dog. And Tinoco will take your punches to give his. He doesn't care. Take five to land one. He doesn't care. Mm. And he's not going to stop. So, Cordina's in a fight. And we're going to really... It's a great litmus test to, to really find out where he is. It's a big step up. I think it's his toughest opponent to date, without a doubt. And I think if he passes this test with flying colors, I think he's really someone to watch. Um, so I really can't wait for this fight. It's going to be really interesting. It's a tough fight. Yeah, definitely. Well, one fight I'm interested in seeing is obviously the Chinese heavyweight Zhang Zhile. I hope I said that right, David. You, you'll correct me if I'm saying it wrong. So his name is Jile John. So the Z-H is pronounced with a J. Oh, right, there you go. Yeah. Okay. So, but in China, they say the last name first. So John Jile. Is oh, how it is. Yeah, see, see, that's why I come here for some educational yes. input, you know. Yeah, so it's John Jalei, even though it's his name is I seen it, yeah, yeah. Jalei John, yeah. but the Chinese do the last name first. So oh, his yeah. nickname is Big Bang. Your name would be Diamante David. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Uh, you know, he's a two time Olympian. Uh, he won silver, you know, in one of the Olympics. 
You know what's interesting about this fight? He's fighting Andre Rodenko, who actually Huey Fury fought here in 2015 in Monaco. Oh, right, yeah. He, yeah, he fought him in Monaco. Uh, it was a 10-round fight, and it went to it went, uh, Huey won on points. It was a points win. But, um, you know, this fight, first of all, Sean George is training him. Sean George is, a, is an old buddy of mine. I knew him from the amateur system in New York. Hell of a fighter. Um, he fought at light heavyweight. Um, he beat guys wins over Chris Bird. Um, he's a hell of a fighter. He's his trainer. He's a great guy. I, I had breakfast with him the other day. We talked about it. He really likes John. He thinks that he's a real talent. So we'll see. You know, he's, he's uh, I guess, uh, promoted by Rock Nation. Um, if he can't beat Rod- if he can't beat Rodanko, like this is, you know, mm-hmm. so he he should he should win this fight, but we'll see we'll see what happens. Um, super nice guy, you know. He doesn't speak a lot of English, but he tries. Uh, and he was supposed to actually fight on this card last year, but something fell through. Yeah. Whatever it didn't happen. But so it's really exciting to have him here. I'm excited, man. I, I really want to see him fight um, and see how he looks. So see if the Big Bang. That's his nickname, can, the Big Bang. The so Big Bang, yeah. Up to that. If he can get it down. And actually, you know, uh, something else I, I just wanted to say about the Tinoco fight, just to give perspective on, like, these guys and, and how amazing they are. You know, Tinoco, he's such a tough guy. He, you know, came, he's, he's oh, he really used to being the underdog, and he came in on that on that JD Next Gen show. And he, in Nottingham, in May, wasn't it? In, yeah, it was yeah, in Nottingham, yeah. yeah. And beat Jordan Gill, who's a top prospect. He's a lawyer. What? He's a lawyer. You know that? No, I did not, no. He's an abogado. He's a he's a criminal defense lawyer in this country. Wow, he's an amazing guy. He does not look like a lawyer. I mean, yeah. that, again, you don't want to read a book by his cover and all this sort of stuff. But you never can, you can you? Never ever think he was a lawyer. The way he looks, because he's got that sort of I want to say it was a mean sort of look about him. Do you know what I mean? Like a, I'm oh, ready for business. Oh, in the ring, he look. certainly does. Yeah, definitely. But he's a super nice guy outside of it. Definitely. He's from Rosarita, right near Tijuana, in the same state, Baja California. Well, Tijuana is a lovely spot. So I'm here and I've never been. Can be. Been? I've been several times. <laughs> I've been many times to <laughs> Tijuana. You know what? Let me get some stories, Dave. Let me get some views. Let me get some views on YouTube. Come on. Tell me some stories of Tijuana. Next time. Next time. Yeah. <laughs> I'll hold then you. you got to buy the book for that. Is a book coming? Is there a book coming? I'm working on a book. Yeah. I'm working on a book. There's a lot of stories of Tijuana. A lot. Well, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Maybe when the book comes out, you can give me a couple of stories. Um, talking about traveling. Well, you've been to Tijuana, clearly. I mean... You've missed Thanksgiving this year because you're on the road again. Yeah. And you're going to be on the road again next week because you're heading out to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I think I've spoke to you about this card on numerous occasions. Has your mind changed on anything like that? The, 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 the card, obviously, Dylan White's been added. You know what I mean? It's quite heavyweight sort of orientated now. Heavyweight heavy. Yeah, heavyweight heavy. Top heavy. Um, it's just, great. Just what's your thoughts on all that? Being, I mean, we've got two heavyweights here in Monaco, but then again, next week, everyone loves the big boys, I suppose. Eh? I mean, come on. How can you not? big punch no it's great stuff but forget all the other fights it's to me it's about AJ and Ruiz great fight I think AJ is going to win this fight um, I can say what makes you say that I'll tell you yeah. this fight I wish I could sit with AJ for 10 minutes in a room and give him a motivational speech and, and talk to him I, you know I, I'm sure he's got he obviously has top training whatever but I still would just like to talk to him and just try to Two words. This fight to me really actually should be easy. Control distance. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just control the distance. He's such he's such a bigger guy. He's he's such a stronger guy. Um, the blueprint's there. You know, Emmanuel Stewart had the blueprint. You know, Klitschko, Lewis, 
just jab, double jab, right hand, double jab, right hand. He comes in, hold him, lean on him, tire him, do it again. Stick to your boxing. Yeah. Stick to your boxing. You don't need to fight inside with this guy. And if the knockout comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Just box. Stick to your boxing. It's fundamentals. That's why this is called the sweet science. It's not a tough man competition. Yeah. Where guys in jeans and overalls are just swinging wildly. This is not what this is, you know? And there's no doubt Ruiz is a, is a tough SOB. He's a, he's a bad boy. He's a hell of a fighter. He knows how to fight. Quick hands. I think he's got a lot better foot movement than, than people give him credit for. I mean, a lot of times, great foot movement is actually... The le- you don't need a lot of movement to have good foot movement. You need to be in the right places. And he is. He knows how to move. Um, so he's a very underrated fighter. Not, not anymore. But again, it's one of those things, like imagine this. In baseball, you get a pitcher. And uh, a pitcher has certain control and he has certain pitches. So he's pitching. And the ro- they go through the rotation, the one through the nine slot, right? And guys, when they first are seeing him, like they, they can't, the speed of the pitches and the, the angles... They, they're, they're missing it. They can't see him. But by the second, the third time in the rotation, guys start seeing the pitches. They start cracking them, you know, because they're studying them. They're seeing what he does. And uh, this is this is very similar to, I think, the situation that's happening with Ruiz. I think that he was overlooked before. I think AJ knew he was a decent fighter. I think he thought he would just blow through him. You know, you can never buy your own your own hype. And when everyone's just saying how great you are, I think there was kind of that spot. I don't know if that if that if that's what AJ was doing, but I'm just saying that's a possibility. Yeah. You know, when you're, everyone's, oh, he's the heavyweight champ of the world. He's so great. He's so great. I mean, you're still in fights, man. And you're in fights against guys that, oh, they're all coming for your head. The fights don't get any easier. So all these guys are coming for you, especially when you're at the top. And AJ was at the top. Um, I believe he's going to be at the top again. I think he's going to win this fight. And that's how he does it. To make my point, John Jalay. John Jalay beat Ruiz. Mm-hmm. He beat Ruiz in the amateurs. Oh, really? And AJ beat John Jalay. John Jalay has fought both of them. That's he quite fought. interesting as well. See, again, this, this is what I come to you. I don't know these things. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe I should research a little bit harder, but you know, I, mean, I don't know how where you get your information from, David. You've got like a secret boxing book somewhere in your room that you... <laughs> what's, what's going on here? <laughs> I've, I've been watching the sport for a long time. And... Uh, but uh, yeah, he beat he beat Ruiz and it just by controlling the distance. That's it, man. That's all you do in this fight. It's not that hard. I mean, it could be difficult. Yeah. But the game plan is simple. Mm-hmm. Control the distance. Do you think, That's that, it. Do you think Joshua I went back in June at Madison Square Garden? Do you think he sort of got the knockdown and then rushed in? Trying to finish him, and then that's where obviously Ruiz. What you know? What now? You're in my my world, enclosed sort of thing. Listen, I, I can't blame him because he he knocked him down. Powerful punch, mm. and in the in the ensuing exchange, he hit him twice hard. Bang, bang, perfect, beautiful punches, square, flush. Those are the same punches that knocked Povetkin out, you know. And Povetkin is tough, yeah. and that knocked him out. I was right there, Wembley, five feet away, saw it. It was brutal. So he probably figured the same thing's going to happen. But that's why I say now, now you know. Yeah. This guy's got a chin. He's got a set of whiskers. He can take a punch. So don't go for the knockout. Look, if, the, if those punches are there, land them. But keep your defense up. Yeah. You know, don't get in exchanges with this guy. Don't do it. You know, the kid's dangerous. Just control the distance. The, everything else will come. You start breaking him down, go to his body, man. Yeah. You know, double jab, right hand, this and that. When you have the open for the body, go to his body. And just break him down. Box. Use the ring. Use your distance. No, Fight should, tall. Maybe you should become a coach instead of an MC. 
Who going knows on? what the future? <laughs> who knows what the future holds? I've got to ask, any more fights on the Saudi card tickle your fancy? Yeah, a lot of them. They're, they're all good, but I mean, again, that's really my focus. Yeah. That's really my focus right now is the AJ fight. Um, but I think it's great to see all these guys back, and, and, and of course, we're going to Phoenix for uh, Jacobs Chavez Jr., you know, and then uh, this is a lot of great stuff. I mean, it's been a wonderful year, and I think we're closing out uh, 2019 with an absolute a bang or a big bang, big bang. John Jalay, the John big bang. Jalea. No, but we're, we're closing out with a bang. Really, we really are. I mean, this this age, this Ruiz AJ. I should say Ru Ruiz AJ because he does have the titles now. It's just such a hell of a fight that you know. I just it's it's the psychological aspect. I think is what's the most exciting thing about this to see AJ facing the demons. Yeah. You know, and um, I believe he's going to win this fight. Well, I think uh, half well, majority of Britain believe him the same thing as you David I mean it's good to have all, all the belts in Britain so to speak in a selfish point of view uh, but well, they're, they're not all because yeah, WBC well, Deontay Wilder, Wilder's got one of them yeah, suppose, he sure yeah, does yeah. he sure does I'm going to ask you Wilder against Ortiz people sort of like when they think about or, uh, Wilder they just think all he's got is that right hand Yeah. But that's all he needs yeah well this is the thing so there's there's a problem in boxing it's called falling in love with your power mm -hmm. and you know there are guys that um, fall in love with their power, and so they forget about boxing because they they don't need it because they've got that that equalizer, that eraser. They can erase all the mistakes with just this, which I get. But that's why, you know, in boxing, uh, as guys come up, it's very important. The matchmaking is very very important because you need to teach your fighters and your prospects certain things and. There are certain opponents that you want to put them up against, and one of the opponents, when they get to a certain level, is an opponent that cannot be hurt. Like we had a guy named Doel Carrasquillo, Puerto Rican guy, used to fight out of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. This guy, I swear, his chin was like granite, you know. And that's th this is the thing, you know. Speaking of AJ, like you can't grow muscles on your chin, right? AJ's got all these muscles, you can't put muscles on your chin, and that's a big problem for him. You know, he's been hurt, he's been hurt in the amateurs, he's been hurt in the pros. And the more a guy gets knocked out, the more I believe he's susceptible to getting knocked out. Do you understand? And there's a big difference. I know we're kind of reverting back to the old conversation here about AJ, but just to talk about it a bit. Um, well, to be fair, it's probably the biggest fight of the year. Well, it is. There, there's a couple things I also want to talk about, too. I want to talk about um, the referee, Michael Griffin, in that, in that contest. He, um, I thought, did a really splendid job. He... I don't know if you know who this guy is, but he, he's out of Canada. He's a hell of a referee. He's very good. He's an absolute gentleman. Um, he's a friend of mine, but but he's more a colleague, you know, because I, I, I really appreciate his work, and he appreciates my work, and then usually after fights we'll have a cigar together or something where we'll talk. So I've known him for a long time. He did the, um, he did the fight uh, with Vosdick and Adonis Stevenson uh, in Canada, and that was the fight that Adonis was hurt fell into a coma afterwards mm -hmm. and thank God that Adonis is, is doing okay now yep. but I think that really affected Michael Griffin and seeing the way he stopped the fight I thought it was great I thought it was the right time to stop it no one complained about the stoppage and I think if he had let that fight go we knew what the conclusion was going to be I think AJ would have got stretched yes. and I think that he potentially could be injured and and that's bad that's bad for him it's bad for boxing it's bad for everyone we didn't need to see that we saw the weed had already separated from the chaff we figured out you know 
Ruiz won that fight fair and square, knocked him down a bunch of times, and you know, um, the competition was done. So to me, that's when the fight should be stopped. And I, I thought it was a great stoppage. Because I think he, I think if I remember correctly, he, he said, do you want to continue? And AJ said yes. So all these people that said AJ quit, like, AJ got up, man. Yeah. He didn't quit. Mm-hmm. How do you say AJ quit? Like, he got up. And they said, do you want to continue? He said, yeah. And he was looking around. He wasn't looking at the ref. You know, he was, he was out of it, I think. Um, he was hurt. But he, he didn't quit. Yeah. But I thought the referee saved him from himself. And that's his job. And, and he did a great job. So big shout out to Michael Griffin. I thought. Probably the only person that spoke about the ref in this fight that, yeah. that I've seen so far. So well done to you. Yeah, I, no, I think it's a great. I think it's a great job that he did because it's now set up this fight. So this is so this is the progression of the conversation. So now, what's so great about that stoppage is the fact that physically, I don't think AJ got hurt from that fight. Mm-hmm. There's not any like residual physical damage from it, just meant you know mental and, and you know emotional damage. But this is a big thing when a man gets gets beaten by another man, and I'm not talking a points win, but a, a knockout loss or a TKO like what happened, you know, an RSC, a referee stops a contest. That's a whole different thing than losing on points. And so to be able to come back into it takes a lot for AJ to do that. But I think. You know, I don't like the fact that AJ talks about how it's this lucky punch and this and that and the third, because it wasn't a lucky punch. It was uh, it, it was boxing acumen and skill and hand speed, and Ruiz knew what the hell he was doing. So I think it's important for a fighter to be able to look at why you lost, what happened, what do we need to do. you got to really take everything out painfully put it on the table look at it say wow this didn't work that didn't work this is why i lost okay let's fix this put it back together put it back in and then move forward i don't know if he's done that and that's something that's very important so the mental aspect of this fight is very very huge um and we'll see i think that's that's the biggest question mark of this fight but if he's mentally strong he's gonna smash him well said, I like, a, like I said, I enjoy my interviews with you David because you do give a great insight and not just like the major events, you, you, you tell me things I didn't know, like I didn't know Jean Gillet or Jean Gillet fought Ruiz and Joshua so it's, it's very very interesting but I want to talk about your cigars, is this one of your own? It is, it's a Diamante Robusto and uh, it's a 54 gauge, yeah. You love your cigars. I think when I talked to you in New York, you mentioned that you would open up another cigar lounge or something like that. So that I'm right? opening up a bar. A bar? Yeah, I'm going to sell my cigars there, but it's a bar. It's going to be right next to Madison Square Garden. Um, and it's, uh, it's it's nice. We're working on it now. We're working on it now? Yeah. So let me see. When am I going to be in Bay, New York? So it's gonna, when's it going to be ready? I don't know. It's tough. Things in New York <laughs> take some time. I bet it does. I bet We're it working does. on it though. Well, next time I'm in New York, man, I'd love to come to Brooklyn and have that'd a wee cigar with you. If that's, that'd be great. If that's all right with you. That'd be great. Good man. Well, like I'll always, thanks for this for IFL TV, David. Always a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you, you Andrew. I appreciate it, man. No problem, brother. And I'll speak to you tomorrow. Thanks the, very much. The champ. fight starts now. The fight starts now. All right. It's special. <laughs>